Feeling inspired by host Ron and Tyler? This episode of the Movie Buffs podcast is brought to you by the YouTube workout channel, Time to Train Fitness. With all things YouTube, it's free. Jump into a bar class, crank out a cycling workout, or pump out a strength session. Everything you need to work out for free at home. Check out the description and subscribe today. A quick promo break here in this episode. If you've been a fan of our podcast, you've probably already heard me, Tyler, one of your hosts, talk about the Naboso insoles. If you are ever wondering about, oh, what are insoles? How do they help my feet? Are they really useful? I got to tell you that I've been wearing these Duo insoles for probably a year and a half now, and I think they're game changers. If you sit at a desk, if you are on your feet, so basically anybody or anybody in the world, they can really help with your health. If you ever have foot pain or if you have any type of issues with your feet, these can be a game changer for you. Hopefully you take my word on it. You head to the link in the description, you buy yourself a pair and you come back and you share it that, oh, I actually bought those insoles and they actually do work. You know, that'd be something that we'd love to hear, love to see, because that means that you're working on your health. That's it for the promo break. Let's get back to the episode and keep hearing about all the random things that Ron has to say. Welcome in another instant reaction episode in the Movie Buffs podcast. My name is Tyler, and in this episode, I'm going to be going over Wonka. Now, I'm a little late to the party on it. Originally, I planned to see it on its opening weekend, and things got busy. Life happened. My wife, she was busy, and we didn't get a chance to head to the theaters that weekend, and we saved it for... New Year's Eve weekend, we'll say the Friday of that. And uh, really at this time, I don't think there's much coming out. So I was actually very surprised in terms of the outcome of it. And as I've been starting the last few instant reaction episodes by going over what these episodes are about, and this is just for the time being, I think as our audience grows, we're still a very small podcast, but as our episodes grow, as our audience grows, I think people will kind of get the hang of what these are about, but these are episodes in this Movie Buffs podcast that are spoiler free in terms of not really going to be going over every nitty gritty, breaking it down, trying to keep it spoiler free. And the caveat to all this is that these are movies that I think are worth the watch. And I say that because if... There was a movie that I didn't think was worth the watch. I probably wouldn't make an episode. I wouldn't take the time for it. Ron and I, we did an episode a couple of weeks ago and we joked about that. We don't really do many negative podcast episodes. We did them in the past and it kind of felt like we were just kind of beating the same, was it the same dead horse? Is that the thing? We just kept beating it and it didn't really come together. And since we both have full-time jobs and this is something done in our spare time, creating negative content is not really what we're about. So keep that in mind as you go through this episode that I'm not really going to be trying to get you to not go see it. The goal is to get you to go to the theater, spend money at the theaters, and hopefully help that industry because new movies, better movies, better content makes better podcasts and makes us all happy in my opinion. So let me start with the criticisms that I heard about this movie prior to going into it. Now, I don't think there were many. And one of them was one that my wife actually mentioned to me. She said, and this was the week leading up to it, I think she said, 
Did you know that it was not being marketed as a musical? I think she heard this in another podcast, movie podcast that she listens to. And they talked about how they're not marketing Wonka as a musical, despite the having musical elements, like say how the new uh, Mean Girls is being marketed as a musical. It's a Mean Girls musical because supposedly they want audiences to go to it not having that potential negative stigmatism stigmatism why am i why am i struggling to say the, the negative aspects associated with a musical now i don't really consider things like the greatest showman wonka like full-on musicals there's acting involved in it yes there's acting involved in musicals but uh, I'm not the biggest fan of quote unquote musicals, but those two movies that I just named off, I thoroughly enjoyed. And I know that gives away my recommendation for the end of this, but I did thoroughly enjoy this movie and I was pleasantly surprised. And it's not like I hate musicals. I like music in general. Um, I just the full on musicals maybe are not my first thing that I want to go to. The next criticism I heard was the not casting of individuals with actual dwarfism. And I didn't even uh, comprehend. I, I said I didn't even hear it or I didn't even, it didn't even go through my head twice, I'll say. I didn't really spend too much time harping on it. I can see that these days it is important to, uh, in, with inclusivism, inclusivism, I can't really talk. It's at the end of the day when I'm recording is I already did my full day of work and it's getting pretty close to dinner here and my brain's kind of gone already. Uh, but not casting um, actual individuals with dwarfism and representation, I could see those elements of it. Uh, did I really think about it during the movie? No. Um, I had originally planned to include some more about that, but I think that'll actually take away from the story. But I, I'm just pointing these out as criticisms that I heard prior to going into them. And the last one being this is the third, quote unquote, version of the story. And um, I'm going to talk about the story later on. And that one is, I feel like, just drama being built up prior to a new movie being released. People just trying to stir the pot, keep people upset for no reason because they can't honestly think of anything positive and are unoriginal. That's my opinion on that. But another promo break for you here. If you are a fan of the podcast, you know at the beginning of each episode, there is a promotion for Time to Train Fitness on YouTube that does online workouts that are free, 100% free on YouTube. What was just added was a 12-day workout series. So if you have dumbbells, if you have an indoor bike, you can follow this for one month to help you get back on track and work on your fitness. Check it out at the link in the description. Make sure you subscribe and make sure that you keep listening to the Movie Bus Podcast. Let's talk about the cast and crew now. Paul King was the director. He did the Paddington uh, movies, and a lot of the Paddington cast crew are part of even this movie. They cast Timothy Chalamet. He's the big one. He plays Wonka, and if you like Dune or uh, let's see, The King on Netflix, and he's in a lot. I was actually saying this last, last night, how I think it's funny when some people say like, Timmy, oh, what's your favorite, favorite Timothy Chalamet movie? And like, late, he's in Lady Bird, but he's, he's like a minor character and he's not like he's the main character like example how like people say oh when they ask robert robert pattinson about his time in harry potter it's like he's in harry potter and he's in the movies for like a split second and yet the people want to say oh he's a part of every two big uh 
two big franchises, uh, Harry Potter and Twilight. He's barely even in Harry Potter, but that's regardless of what <laughs> we're talking about right now. Olivia Coleman's in the movie, uh, Calla Lane, Patterson Joseph, Matt, Matt Lucas, Matthew Baton, Keegan Michael Key, and Hugh Grant, who plays the Oompa Loompa in the movie. So let me give you the IMDb storyline here. Copy and pasted right from IMDb with dreams of opening a shop in a city renowned for its chocolate. A young and poor Willy Wonka discovers that the industry is run by a cartel of greedy chocolatiers. So I'm going to start with talking about the comparison to the Gene Wilder version and Johnny Depp version. And after it, and this is, I say, a testament to the quality of the movie, when I, if I had to like nitpick something, I told my wife that if I didn't nitpick something or pick a negative from it, I would probably say that Timothy Chalamet's Wonka is probably not my favorite. I mean, Gene Wilder, classic movie, his portrayal, it's just so spot on. Did I think it was bad? No, I didn't think his portrayal was bad at all. Did I think his acting was bad? No. Did I think that it took away from the movie. No, I'm just saying that that was probably my least, if I was to rank the story, the action, how it looked, all these different things, I'd probably put that at the bottom of my favorites. But again, I didn't think his portrayal was a negative or anything that took away from the movie. In terms of comparing it to the other versions, I'd probably put it right in the middle between the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder, Johnny Depp's version. Um, I put it right in the middle. And I think Johnny Depp's version was weird. Uh, I'm not a big Tim Burton fan. I think I've said that in other podcast episodes. Have I seen it multiple times? Yes. Uh, but I would say that I put this one right in the middle. It was very enjoyable. And I'm actually going to skip to now the story because I think that plays an important part of me talking about why I think it was a good movie and putting it right in the middle there. And that's the take on the story. So this is more of Willy Wonka getting to this fictitious land and getting to this city and him not having the factory. So he's young, he's very ambitious, he's very positive, he's kind of oblivious to how things run. And it's him without those items that when we think of Willy Wonka, we think of Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory, we think of uh, the Oompa Loompas and uh, this amazing uh, area just built of chocolate, all these different items. But this movie is about him just getting to and getting his shop and starting to sell chocolate and him trying to do that with all of these uh, obstacles in the way. So I thought a, a pretty interesting thing that uh, when I pulled in and I was doing some research for it, I looked up Willy Wonka in the chat where I looked up Willy Wonka and then I read the IMDb and I thought this was a pretty interesting part of it. So I took this right off IMDb. So it says that the store was originally inspired by Roald Dahl's experience of chocolate companies during his school days at Repton School in Derbyshire. Cadbury would often send test packages to the school ch children in exchange for their opinions on the new products. At the time, around the 1920s, Cadbury and Roundtrees were England's two largest chocolate makers, and they 
each often try to steal trade secrets by sending spies posing as employees into the other factory, inspiring Dahl's idea for the recipe thieving spies such as Wonka's rival Slugworth, depicted in the book. Because of this, both companies became highly protective of their chocolate-making process. It was a combination of the secrecy and elaborate, often gig gigantic machines in the factory that inspired Dahl to write the story. So those parts of it were very apparent in those other versions, Johnny Depp's version, Gene Wilder. And like I mentioned, this is that pre, uh, the prelude to it, him getting to all those stages. So uh, with it, I thought that it was a fun spin on because if this was just to be a, th a third version of those other two where they just remake it and rehash it, most likely people wouldn't have the same reaction walking out, I think. I think that this being a movie that does have elements of, I can't say reality or like it being real because there's parts of the movies that are very fictitious, but those elements that, uh, the realistic elements I think are fun, but yet they inspire uh, children to dream big in my opinion. And that's the next piece I'm important that I'm going to get into here that I like movies that if kids were to watch them, that they would uh, walk away thinking, okay, I want to dream big. I think that's something that we miss out these days. There's a lot of negativity. And what always comes to mind is these the remakes, the live action remakes of Disney movies and people just going on about grown adults, just so upset that they're doing remakes when the, when these movies are, they're not for, they're not for you. These are for kids. These are for people much younger than you. And they're remaking them and putting a new spin on them and I know people like to harp on what we talked about earlier with uh, individuals with dwarfism and representation. And people like to harp on those things. And why did you change this? And the fact that they're updating and they're also putting money into them, then improving the story. And uh, the one that I actually talked about this recently about was The Little Mermaid. I, I don't remember anything about The Little Mermaid. I'm sorry that that's not one of the... Uh, the properties that I'm very knowledgeable on, but when I re or when I watched this new version of it, I was thoroughly impressed. I thought it was a very good movie. I, <laughs> I thought it was fun to watch. It was it was well made. The story was, uh, I think, really well put together. I feel like that's one of the pieces that if you go watch these movies from when you were a child, like original Disney movies, you're like, man, why is this story so choppy? Because they're trying to put them in uh, 90 minute, under 90 minutes or 80 minutes, <laughs> these super quick movies. And oftentimes they just cut pieces and the story doesn't fully come together. Movies these days, stories are very important. And the fact that they put more emphasis on those, I think it makes it come together better. And this idea of dreaming big, I think is really important for children to have an imagination, to think that they can come out of uh, areas of poverty and that is actually a piece in the movie uh, that an individual that's a big part of the story they believe that they that they can't get out of their current situation and they're afraid or they are uh, worried of the outcomes of what can be to dream big and Willy Wonka having this personality and this outlook on life this perspective that encourages them to why not why not dream big why not be bigger than what you can be I think that's important. So I like those types of messages 
especially these days. And for kids, if they're watching it, and this is a family-friendly movie, I think that anybody can any age can watch this and probably get some something from it. It could be a great family movie with you at during the holiday. I know we just passed the holidays, but I think it could be something that in the future, sit down, watch with your family of all ages, and everybody can enjoy it. I already talked about how Timothy Chalamet was. I already talked about the comparisons, the importance of Dream Big, the take on the story. The story in general, how I mentioned, it's him getting to this fictitious uh, city and not having a shop, him setting all these things up. There are, are barriers that he has to overcome in it. Like I mentioned, the chocolate cartel. I think that those are pieces that probably people will nitpick in the future or they probably didn't pick in them already. What am I? What am I saying here? <laughs> They're already probably tearing it apart and trying to nitpick it. Oh, does this connect to this? And uh, come on, it's just it's a movie. It's a fictitious movie. Um, I think that once he does get to the that piece, I'm not trying to give too much away here, but there is a point in it where there's music and songs, and even the songs that come together when it, uh, and there are even the takes on the classic songs are fun. I think that. At this time, even, I think the version of, um, what's the song I'm trying to think of? Pure Imagination. I think it's one of the top trending songs on Spotify now. So is, is that a sign of how popular this movie is? I think so. I think it has really good scores. So consider that that option there. Let me give you some trivia that I pulled right off of IMDb. Tom Holland and Timothy Chalamet were the two finalists for the roles of Willy Wonka. I'm actually happy that they went with Chalamet, I think, uh, and I've joked in the past on podcasts with Ron about how I'm not the biggest Tom Holland fan. It's him and other properties other than Spider-Man. They're a little iffy. They're a little shaky in my opinion, so I'm happy with the direction they went with that. Uh, the next one here, several musical cues from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory 1970 version are also in this film, although orchestrated slightly differently. The most obvious is the song Pure Imagination, which is sung in its entirety by Timothy Chalamet towards the end of the movie. The next one that I took or copied and pasted here, Timothy Chalamet admitted he was initially skeptical of the movie. Like many people, when there are remakes, I feel very protective over the original character and versions you love. Your eyebrows go up with skepticism about whether this is a legitimate worthwhile story or a cynical money grab. Very relevant and I think wise outlook there. Uh, I think there's some movies that even came out this year that I, that I labeled as money grabs. One of those being the, the one of those being the, the Hunger Game Games movie, and that's a great example of of a, a podcast episode that I never did. I never did an instant reaction one. Did I see it? Yes, I did. And I was very surprised with the reviews and what people are saying about it. But I did. I I didn't like it one bit, and I thought it was a money grab. But let me move on here. This was written, produced, and directed by the same team as the Paddington films. The cast also features many many Paddington alumni. I never saw Paddington, so I can't tell you which which characters were also or which actors were also in this film. So let me give you my full recommendation here and wrap this episode up. Watch it. I think I was just telling some friends and family, uh, some neighbors today that I think it's worth the watch. I think if you want to see something in the theaters this month, I think that this is probably the movie to go see. There really isn't much out there right now. 
So if you want to take a trip to the theaters, you want a night out Friday, Thursday, uh, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day you want to go to the theaters, I think this is the option for you. There really isn't much coming out until next month, I think. So consider it. This has been a instant reaction episode in the Movie Buzz podcast. My name is Tyler, and I hope to see you in the next one.